Have you ever been asked to do the one thing you dreaded most? Often we find ourselves stuck at that crossroads, the place in our journey when we realize that the old way of doing things is just no longer working. Learning to pivot brings freedom in life and business. When life provided the opportunity, I left corporate America to start my first business in 2004 while raising my twins. In 2021, we left the only life we had ever known and moved across the country to start over. There were more questions than answers and the road ahead was unclear. We decided to let faith, not fear, be our compass. Today, we are building the life of our dreams. With my background in marketing and a decade in the photography industry, I know how to help entrepreneurs shine online and share their talents with the world. The opportunity to rebuild my business allowed me to transition into a role as a business coach and a personal brand strategist. Join us here each week where we share simple strategies to get you unstuck in life and business and on your way to living the life you've been dreaming of. I am your host, Shelly Niehaus, and this is the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. I have a super fun guest for us today, Maureen Wongi. Maureen is a renowned brand growth expert dedicated to teaching product-based entrepreneurs the sales and marketing strategies they need to scale with scientific precision so they can turn their product brands into household names. With her expertise, she has led the growth of beloved brands like Lay's, Chobani, L'Oreal. She has mastered the billion-dollar brand-building strategies using real data to drive multi-million dollar growth. Maureen's expertise lies in her ability to connect with the markets and provide product-based entrepreneurs with data-driven strategies for becoming market leaders. She is also the founder of the Taji Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing education and opportunity for boys in Kenya to break the cycle of poverty. Welcome, Maureen. We are so excited to have you today. Thank you for having me, Shelley. Super excited to be here. She is going to be quite a treat for us. We were chatting a little bit before we started recording and she has just so much amazing knowledge with branding and marketing. And even though she works with product-based entrepreneurs, we know that there's so many tie-ins with the product and service-based businesses. So whether you're in a service-based business today or a product-based business, I know she's just going to have so much stuff. So you're probably going to want to grab a pen and paper and take some notes because she's going to have some good nuggets for us. Okay, but before we start with that, let's share a little bit of, about your background and your story. So fill in maybe some of the gaps that I missed or anything you want us to know today. So I would say my entrepreneurship journey started at the dinner table at the age of 14 years old. I am a product over a small business owner. Both my parents owned a small businesses in Kenya. And so I've literally seen them build it up from the ground up. And then in my teenage years, I noticed that my parents really struggled to scale it had made a lot of success, started plateauing, and they couldn't figure out what was going on until they hired a consultant that told them that you need to focus on marketing and branding right now because with the globalization, with the markets opening, people could literally go to China and copy and paste a product and come and sell at the same price. And so there was really nothing unique about them. There was really nothing distinct. And so for me, when I was a teenager, I was like, what is so hard about marketing and branding? which now led to my curiosity of wanting to study marketing, made me come over to the U.S. I pursued my master's in marketing analytics, got, was fortunate enough 
to work with some of the most beloved American brands from a marketing analytics standpoint, from strategy, from, from communications. And I figured out exactly what big brands do, the small brands don't do. And I wanted to bring in the secrets over to the small brand entrepreneurs because if my parents had this knowledge, they would be really, really far. And I said, it's my mission and my vision to make sure that I empower entrepreneurs with the right in tools, the right knowledge and the insights to grow their brand. And that is how I got here. And I absolutely love doing it. It's been a journey, lots of hardships. And I'm in the season where I kind of want to show people that even when it's hard, you can always spring back. And that's why I'm happy to be here on the podcast so we can talk about that. I, I love that. Uh, the mission, my heart behind this podcast is to teach people how to pivot because we've all had to do a lot of that in the last four years and maybe before. And it sounds like you've had some times in your career, uh, even starting back to when your parents had to pivot in their own business and make some changes. So tell us a little bit maybe about one of those times that you had to pivot and just a little bit of the background and maybe kind of what transpired during that time. So I would say my biggest pivot happened last year. And this started over at the end of 2021. So 2021 was an awesome year for me. I made a lot of money. I made 350000 in my business. But in Q4, I was very exhausted. I was very burnt out. And I figured that the reason I was experiencing that is because I had invested in a lot of paid ads. And I personally was not ready for that growth. From a personal perspective, I could not keep up with the pace of my business. And my mentor told me that your business cannot outpace your personal growth. And because of that comment, I sabotaged my success. So I turned everything off that was working. I killed everything. I decided I want to try organic marketing. And when I tried organic marketing, it meant that I'm going to stop doing the paid advertising. And so I stopped making money. And on top of stopping making money, the money that I was making, I couldn't manage it because I had just never sat in a lot of money. Like I didn't know what it means to have money. And so always changing the strategy, like I called it, I, I call it success sabotage. When you say you need a new strategy or things are not working, it's basically you've decided to start over again, making it harder. And it's mainly because you're not working on something inside. So for me, I needed to allow myself to feel successful. And I also needed to allow myself to feel seen. So in 2022, I pivoted the entire business. I did not make any money. I only made 55,000. So from 350,000 to 55,000 in 2022. And I made 55,000 in a span of four months because I had a personal loss. So I took a sabbatical for almost eight months. And I met a friend online who literally told me, Maureen, if you were allowed to build your business from scratch today, what would you do? This was exactly October, 2022. I ruminated on that question. I journaled. Three months later, I designed a new business. I designed a new organic marketing, a new program. And year to date, we're going to close out on the same revenue we, I did in 2021 organically. Oh my goodness. What so, a phenomenal story. Yes. That that took so much guts. Yeah. Just okay. So take us back to when you closed your business down, and you there had been a lot of feelings there, just a lot. Yeah. So, so sit with us for that moment and just tell us what was like how you processed that and how you moved through that space. So for me, first of all, I lost my brother in April, 
So experiencing loss, I was grieving. And so I'm grieving a personal loss and I'm resenting my business at the same time. And because of that resentment and that grief, I couldn't show up. I couldn't market. I couldn't sell anything. And so I literally did nothing. And doing nothing was me sitting in that emotion. It was me processing everything. And, and on top of that, I'm feeling like a failure because I'm like, how can you have so much success and have nothing to show for it seven months after? Wow. And honestly, for me, was I gave myself an opportunity to start again just because of that very question that somebody asked me. If you gave yourself the permission to build this business from scratch, how would you design it? And so I literally did what I tell my people, evaluate and be literally very honest with what's working, what's not working, and don't make it mean anything other than this is just math, this is just business. And knowing, one of my biggest quotes is, the only reason this thing will not be successful is if I quit. And so I was not ready to quit on myself. Okay. That That's a quote card right there. We're going to have to write that down. But that is so powerful. And I'm going to put that on my computer because it's so true. Yeah. And that is what held me. And I said, if I, if I go at a slow pace, I'm okay with that type of success. So I, I allowed the success to take longer this time. And because I allowed the success to take longer, that is why it's happened much faster. Because I feel like when we're all starting businesses or when we're all pivoting, we want the success to come so fast. And so we sabotage that pace. Because when you want the success to come so fast, you're basically saying it's not working fast enough. And so you're perpetuating it's not working. So you're actually making sure it's not working. You're speaking to so many people right now because I hear that all the time. It's not working fast enough. It's not working fast enough. So how did you have that conversation with yourself when you were thinking, you know, we all kind of get to that point where like, okay, am I doing something wrong? Or everyone else seems to be having this success and and I'm not there as fast. And I mean, we're start looking to the left or to the right, which we shouldn't do, but people do it. So when you needed to have that conversation with yourself about letting it grow at your own pace, what did you tell yourself? I t th these were my thoughts. I am doing purposeful work and all that matters is converting one client at a time and impacting one person at a time. So I took it one step at a time. And eventually I, I, I totally believe that I will impact multitudes, but I have to learn how to impact one person before God is a person I rely on, opens up the doors for 10,000 people. Oh, don't despise small beginnings. I love that. Yeah. That, that yeah. is perfect. And mm -hmm. I know more than one person needed to hear that today. So thank you for sharing your, your, your journey and your story because that really matters. And, you know, our stories are what impact people. So I just really felt like someone needed to hear that today. So thank, thank you. you. Okay. So let's now talk about your new business, the one that you've now pivoted. Tell us a little bit about this new business and why you started it and just all the things that made you choose to go in this new direction. So this new business is basically a business that helps emerging product-based business owners who are literally making less than 500,000 in their business. And what my role is, is to teach them how to market and brand. 
And this is why. I grew up in a culture where kids were to be seen and not heard. And so that means we had no voice. And to me, I'm no psychologist, but this is what I truly believe is branding is all about communication. So if I teach you how to communicate your product, you will be able to show up, stand out and make money. And my philosophy is people try so hard to market before they do branding. And my tagline is marketing is how people find you. Branding is why people buy you. So in essence, why should somebody give you their money in exchange for your product? And so I help people find out what makes them distinct because once they know their distinction, it influences the perception, which then drives sales. So really honing it down to the basics of what makes a successful business is branding and then marketing and helping people identify their reasons to believe, their compelling why, and weaving that into their product, which is what I call their brand's key message, the singular idea that lets people buy. I love that. Branding before marketing. And you, we were talking a little bit about it before we started recording, but if you're a service-based business and, and you are your personal brand, yes, so you have to brand yourself yeah. or your product, which we also discussed that there's so many similarities. It's just mm-hmm. a different you know, type of actual product or service, but there's just a lot of similarities between that. So you've been in the, the rooms with all the big brands and you know all the secrets that mm-hmm. um, you can share with us. So for those of us that are starting out, maybe emerging entrepreneurs, probably have done a little bit of work about around branding, but maybe mm-hmm. not a deep dive. Yes. What is some of the things that you could just tell us that these bigger brands are doing or some of the lessons you've learned that could be so valuable for the person who's just starting? I would say two things. It, this traverses both the service space and the product space. It's humanization and and emotional connection. Let me explain what humanization means. Humanization basically means making sure your product or your service feels like a person and meets your customer where they are. So for a service-based business, how I'm seeing this play out in my business is if I tell a story about my life, like what I shared on the podcast, That was humanization because I'm relating and connecting my experience with a person who would pay for my service, right? In a product space, humanization means making sure you're showcasing your product at a moment and at an occasion where your audience would consume or use your product. So humanizing whatever you're selling is what's driving authenticity and conversion because People want to know the values you stand for and they want to support the person or the brand. I love that. And I, I haven't shared this with you yet, but I used to be a photographer and I did a lot of the, the lifestyle photography and I would be hired by brands to come in and showcase their product being used in real life. And you're right, no matter you know whether it's a builder that wants to show a family living in their home or a product, people in this age now, they don't want to see the pretty pristine product sitting in a, you know, a professionally stylized flat lay. They want to see it used. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're, it's yourself or a yeah. product, leaning into that humanization is yes. 
is amazing. Yeah. And also for a service, how it's playing out is I'm seeing people don't want to see polished photography. They don't want to see makeup. People want to see B-roll. How are you mm-hmm. making your coffee? How are you taking your coffee? And you may, I know if you're like me, you'd probably be like, how does that connect to what I'm trying to say? Like, that's too much behind the scenes. So what I'm learning, and I'm honestly telling you guys as I'm learning and applying it right now, is that I just tie it into what I want to say. Like this morning, I made coffee with instant coffee. And I was literally going to say that if you come into my services, you're going to have instant results like this instant coffee. Ain't nothing out of the ordinary, but I just B-rolled me making coffee. And I was like, this is what people want to see. So ask yourself, like, what part of your life are you comfortable sharing and how can you tie it to what you're selling otherwise your page is probably going to feel like a website because that's how i started feeling like my instagram now feels like a website doesn't Mm -hmm. have any authenticity doesn't have inspiration so how can you add that and she and and one of the things i just want to point out that she said is tie it back to what you're selling yeah and i you know as i see a lot of people on instagram they're doing this great b-roll but then they're not tying it back to their product or their service and it's a cute video or reel, but it has nothing, there's no connection. So yes. you, you you made that, you tied that up nicely. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to reiterate that, you know, that that's such a smart way. So think about that because that's just a great way for her, for you to tie your business and your life. And it makes it easier because we're not constantly having to put this polished face up no. board. Okay, you also said that people basically buy your story. They buy your yes. stories. Yeah. So speak a little bit about how brands are using. I have a friend that says they don't buy products; they buy stories, and, mm-hmm. and it's true. But um, like, how are brands using story to you know position themselves in the market and to really again humanize their their products? How brands are using the story is finding the deeper why. So incorporate how I was taught is. Before you put anything out there, ask yourself five whys. And the last five why, the the answer to the last five why is what people will buy. Because when you go deeper, you'll find find yourself being the voice of the customer. So basically, storytelling is you being the voice of the customer, Mm. right? Because at the end of the day, you're trying to connect with one human to buy that one product. So if you're in the service space, how I usually do it in my business is how can I be inside my client's brain at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday? What are they feeling? What are they grappling with? What are they going through? And how can I make sure my content mirrors that back to them? So if you're full-time and you are now juggling a business, perfect way to connect that story, maybe on a Friday would be when people are getting ready to thank God it's Friday in corporate, I have to open up my laptop and do something in my business. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing how I've just literally told a story by just knowing who the customer is? And the reason I share this is I feel like customer insights, customer research, I think people call it ideal client avatar research is something that is looked down upon. People think it's very boring and they don't see any value. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't do that, you're not going to have the storytelling and the emotional connection. And you'll struggle trying to find your story. Because I, I hear, I think when people hear tell my story, people are like, I've got no, to, I've got no story to tell. Like, what? Hey guys, Shelly here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. 
I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to my free monthly training, the Branding Power Hour. This is a virtual event that's held the fourth Wednesday of each month at Noon Mountain, 1 p.m. Central. If you are a small business owner wanting to grow your personal brand with simple strategies that work and really level up your marketing, this is the place for you. We share tips and tricks to be better at marketing your business. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes and you must be on the list to register to get the Zoom link. Come on out and join us. We can't wait to meet you. And you know, our messaging changes as the world yes. changes. Yes. I actually just returned from an in-person mastermind and this is high-level marketing coaches. They, they're, 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 they're dealing with people that are running seven-figure businesses and we spend an entire day on our client avatar again. Yeah. They were like, you know what? We've had the pandemic. We've had the post-pandemic. The world has changed and we need to go back to the drawing board. And you've probably done this 10 times, but we're going to do it number 11 because we need to get in our he- our clients' heads today. Yes. So yes, you're right. Like you just, you, you've got to still do it. And it's just so important. And in your business, my clients, we do it every quarter. Oh, okay. I like that. Every because quarter. you kind of have to relate it to what's going on right now so that your content is relevant. Do you do just a quick exercise with them or do you? Do, I, mean, I do I do clinics. Like I do, okay. um, I, I call it like market research clinic, customer research. I call my people brand lovers. We call them brand lovers. So we just sit down and ask ourselves, what is it they're going through right now? What are they watching? What are they consuming? And how can we meet them? So it's like when we had the whole Barbie frenzy. <laughs> so we were like, okay. What are we going to do with that? Like, what is Bobby teaching us for the holiday season? Because my people are stepping into holiday. And the basic idea was find a macro trend and find a way to weave in your current messaging with that macro trend, because that's what people are leaning towards. So you kind of have to do it every quarter to really create compelling content, especially in the day and age where social media is just changing constantly. Okay, you've encouraged me to up my game, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start revisiting it every quarter now. So yeah. that 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 was the perfect takeaway from this mm-hmm. podcast, right? Okay, so we talked about story a little bit. I think another thing, just since I have you here and I want to be able to use your expertise, a lot of emerging entrepreneurs get mixed messages. People are like niche down, niche down, niche down, and other people are like try everything and figure out. You know, like they're they just I see a lot of struggle. So I know you've dealt with the big brands that have done a lot of research around this. So what is your opinion for someone in that emerging entrepreneur category about how to niche down, how important is it, and how fast should you do it? Or do you have a little bit of grace to kind of, you know, figure out what what your lane is before you have to, to choose? My philosophy is, based on what we do with the big brands, is whatever you're selling, there is an idea behind the product or service you're selling. Find that idea. What is it that you're trying to communicate with that idea? Is it an indulgent? My, one of my clients is indulgent skincare. Another one of my clients is, is mm, adorning royalty. So once you have that idea, then you try and find out who would benefit from this idea and niche in that direction. I feel like in what the, I consume the same message you guys consume. And sometimes I get so pissed because you hear one thing, but you're not explained to how to get there. I feel like when you hear niching, you're like, it has to be a woman. It has to be, they have to have a family. They have to be living in this neighborhood. 
that doesn't help you with marketing. That's literally a demographic profile of someone. What helps you with marketing is the psycho psychographic part of that person. But the psychographic part of that person, you'll only be able to tap into it when you know the idea you're selling. Okay. So for me, I can give you my idea in the service space so that I'm speaking to two people. My idea is what I mentioned, branding and scientific precision. You cannot build a successful business if you don't know your why and if, you don't, if you're not the voice of your customer. And you cannot build a successful business if you're not leaning into the data and the insights that your business is already giving you. That's my big idea. That is what I sell. So I have to find people who think like that, who are looking to build with strategy and precision, but are also looking to connect to their customer at a much deeper level. Who are they? Most of them tend to be very creative in their space. A lot of them are working full-time, but have doing this on, this on the side. A lot of them are in the beauty space with others are doing journals and candles and wellness. That's my person. Now I speak to that person. Are you seeing how I've niched? Those are my people. Yes. I don't care whether they're 35, they're 45, they're 55, they're 68. That doesn't matter. As I said, I say you're, you're solving the same problem. Like yes. that's the, you, they all have a common problem yeah. and you're solving it. And yes. it's, it, you're right. It doesn't matter what they drive yeah. and where they shop. I mean, and, and I, I, I kind of get annoyed at those too, but yeah. um, I actually chuckle at them now, but you know, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, but that's what everyone leans, leans into mm -hmm. right away. So, and maybe that's easier for some people to initially just put some verbiage around it, but I really love the way you approached that, that, you know, it's the psychographic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have another question for you. We're just going to ask you all the good questions because we are so lucky to have you like in the hot seat here. But so since you know about the marketing trends that are coming up, what are some trends just going on right now that maybe businesses need to know about to maybe pivot with their marketing or, you know, incorporate into their marketing? Like what are some of the, the trends you see happening right now? The first trend I'm seeing that's actually happening and is working really well is I, I would say like tutorials because people, people can Google the information now, but people want to see how are you applying it, right? Like for me, a lot of people want to see like, what did I learn when I worked with Dove? What, did, what am I learning with like Amazon campaign? Like I'm seeing people want like the behind the scenes of my thinking and my process because that is what continues to add credibility. But I'm also seeing a lot of conviction. Like being, allowing yourself to be polarizing so you can magnetize your person. Because I feel like there's a lot of copying and pasting that's going on. Like maybe chat GPT has also <laughs> come up. Like, like, what's your conviction? Like, what, what, what do you stand by and why do you stand for it? And I feel like that conviction is something that people don't really say. So okay. what, I, what I tell my people is, what do you know you need to say deep down? What's your deepest truth that you're not allowing yourself to say? That is where your uniqueness lies and that is what will make you stand out. I've seen some of that recently, you know, someone will say this, you know, uh, uh, maybe here's an unpopular opinion or yeah. this is what really irritates me. And yeah, they're going, they're going somewhere and they're definitely going to have a polarizing effect, but yeah. they're going to attract and repel. Yes. They're really going to attract the clients that they want to work with. And I think that's brilliant because 
well, right now, I just I see so many people are like, they don't want to upset people or they don't want to make anyone mad. And so we're yeah. all tiptoeing on everyone's, you know, and we're all, you're right. We sound like we're saying the same thing. All saying the same thing. And it's what, 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 and I think the deepest problem is perception. We're all scared of being perceived differently, being judged and being rejected. That's, that's why. And it's hard. I mean, it is, but you know, at the end of the day, if they're going to reject you, they probably weren't going to be your client anyway. Exactly. And you just have to get to that yeah. mindset, which, you know, no, nobody likes. But I think I'm guessing the more you do it, the yeah. easier it becomes mm-hmm. and probably the that you'll benefit from it. And then you'll be going all in on it and, and doing more of those, you know, call things out or, yes. you know, posts like that. Mm-hmm. I actually like them. Those are my favorite. I, I kind of scour Instagram or whatever for those types of posts because I find them again more entertaining and more compelling than just another everyday post yeah okay those are great (laughs) all right well and I I just want to ask you this last one because you talked about it in your intro you said you went all in on paid ads like the first time like you you built your first business on paid advertising and then you pivoted and went completely organic yeah so that is a very fascinating trend and story and just pivot. So can you walk us through, and for those of you that maybe don't know, paid advertising is going to be Facebook ads, Google ads, I'm probably LinkedIn ads, anywhere that you're paying YouTube, put yourself out there and get yourself to the top of the Google page or whatever. And you usually pay per click and, and stuff like that. Organic advertising is going to be blogging, podcasting, guesting on podcasting, social media. What else am I missing? You know, just in networking, networking events, in-person networking events. Yes. Now, it, anything where you're not paying, but you're, it's, it's, it's harder because mm-hmm. you're having to do a lot more work, but it's also probably a little bit more authentic and you might get, I don't know, a warmer audience because mm-hmm. you're doing that. So walk us through kind of why you chose to, to do the paid first and then maybe what made you pivot and why you are leaning into organic now? That's a big, long question, but we, yes. we want to know all the answers. Okay. So what happened was, first of all, I initially lost a lot of money, around 30000 trying to test ads. And it's because I didn't have my messaging clear. Okay. That was number one. So that was my biggest mistake. Do not invest in paid ads unless you have a clear messaging. I don't think you need to go through a $30,000 mistake. The second thing was when I nailed my messaging, the growth became so fast for me to handle. The third thing was I did not have the system and the infrastructure to nurture the people that were coming in. So I would do conversion events, bring in 300 people every six to eight weeks. So by the end of the year, I had like a list of 2,000 people. Out of those 2,000 people, I would say, 10, 10% of those became clients. So I had 1,900 people or 1,800 people that I, I wasn't nurturing. Like I just didn't have a system. It was too fast of a growth for me to manage and handle. And because of that, I was paying a team, no profits. Okay. So all in, fast growth, unsustainable. I fell for the trap in the messaging. We hear fast growth, do this, do this. Only for you to realize, invest in a team, invest in paid ads. And you if you don't have that infrastructural support or the profits, you're just going to kill yourself. So my decision to move organic was, I first of all want to refine my messaging and be clear on exactly who I'm talking to 
and who I'm, I'm trying to attract. Second, I wanted to have a lot of profits in my business because I finally did, did figured out why I'm doing my business. Honestly, my business is to help build my personal personal network. So if I can reinvest a lot of the profits into anything outside personally, that's a win for me. And the second and the third thing is I wanted to go at a steady pace and I'll bring in paid ads when I have the infrastructure, the SOPs to to blow it up. So I want to bring in paid ads just to add fuel to the fire. I'm okay with this, with what's happening right now. I love yeah. that. So you would tell someone, it sounds just to like summarize it, get your messaging straight first. Yeah. And then go organic. Yeah. Because you, by re repeating and getting yourself yeah. out there and you know, doing podcasting and stuff like that, you keep repeating your message. Mm -hmm. So that helps you refine it and, you know, really hone it and just really practice, you know, connecting. And you also get feedback because you're talking yes. to people. So you learn what what to talk to and the problems that you need solving. And then once you have that foundation is when you level up and you can scale with paid ads and stuff yes. like that. But it's a really important to do things in the right order. Yes. what I'm hearing. Okay. Yes. And then also organic marketing, when you think about it, it's an attraction strategy. You're attracting and pulling people who are compelled to just your being. Let me, let the bees come to me. Like let the bees come to me and I'm okay with that. Versus paid, I felt like I was pushing and pushing and pushing. And I, I personally could not handle that. And my business was not ready for that. I love that. And I just think somebody again needed to hear that today, just to give yourself permission that with this organic, it may go slower. You may not have the the growth that you think you need right away, but you're attracting the right people. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're attracting people and that's, what's going to fill you up and, and yes. you know, take the money out of it, take the profit. Like that's, what's going to sustain you and make mm -hmm. you want to get up every day and actually go to work because you're working with the people that you are uh, aligned with. And yes. So. Okay. Well, I know a lot of our listeners are going to have a lot of questions for you and they're going to want to find you. And I actually detected that last night. She has a podcast. So her podcast is the Product Entrepreneur Podcast, and it also has a YouTube channel. So tell us a little bit about your podcast and YouTube channel and how they can find you. Awesome. So my podcast is literally a podcast where you will learn a lot more about Maureen, but you will pretty much learn the sales and marketing strategies you need to scale your beloved product brand into a household name. So it's a ton. Treat one episode of mine like a webinar. So I usually tell people, sit down with a pen and paper, grab your notebook, do that, implement, and you'll take any action. And if you want to have conversation, like if you have a question from a podcast, the best way to find me is on Instagram, on the DM. My name is Maureen Wangi Official. Okay. And, and yes. And so is the stuff on your YouTube the same or is it different? It's the same thing. Okay. That, yeah, mine is too. I was just, because I, I was yeah. looking in a little bit. So, okay. So if you're a video person, you can go watch it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. If you're audio like me, binge or podcast, but again, you're going to need some pen and paper. Yes. There's a lot of stuff there, but you know, again, that like, that's, that's such good knowledge and it's a great place to start. So you can mm -hmm. like go and just start, start the process of learning. And if you have a friend that's a product based entrepreneur, share this with them because they are going to need this information again, to market themselves, to create their brand and eventually scale their business. So yeah. Marine, Marine's the, the girl for them to, to be contacting. Okay. So I know we've talked about a lot today and we've kind of gone in some different directions, but if I'm a product, if I'm a product or service-based entrepreneur, I'm in that emerging entrepreneurial space and I just want to do something. I always like to give my listeners one practical and tactical step they can take this week to feel like they got a quick win. 
What is one small step that we could take this week in our business to start this journey? Oh, if you love marketing and you love showing up, I literally want you to show up and tell a story you've never told about yourself and your product and weave it to people buying. Like, you know how I did the coffee example? Like, find something you've never told people, jump on stories or do a reel about it and ask people to take the next step and come and tell me if it converts. I feel like those quick things just happen like magic because you're not thinking about it. What I'm trying to tell you, don't overanalyze, don't over-strategize. Whatever feels easy right now, go and say it because the money lies in what feels easy. And I, I think she hit on the nail to go do it in stories. Like that's yeah. so easy. I mean, they go away in 24 hours. So it's a really safe place to just get out there, go live, talk about your story, share your story. And those are the people that are already following you anyway. Yes. So they're going to be cheering you on. And then after you practice that for a little bit, you can take it to, you know, reels or something like that. Yeah. But just do that. Don't overthink it. I love that. It's yeah. just yeah. It's perfect because we all, and I'm raising my hand to get in our heads and just make it so much more complicated. Yes. To. In fact, my, my mentor last week said, if you have a very long to-do list, just know you're so far away from your money. The longer oh. your to-do list, the farther away you are from your money. Wow. We're just going nice. to sit, sit with that one for a moment. <laughs> you're you're dropping all kinds of nuggets today. <laughs> I sat with it for a week and I was like, okay, so I just need to shorten the gap. I, I don't need a long to-do list. The distance between me and making money should be very short. Yeah. And and something as simple as opening up your stories and, and, and doing just an authentic story and tying it back to your business or your why is, is it. So yeah, that's it. I love it. I love that. Simple, simple. Okay. So can you tell us, I think you said Instagram is the best place, but where is the best place for our listeners to connect with you? My best place, the best place to connect, get my philosophy, honestly, is my podcast, a product-based entrepreneur podcast on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And you know me, I love a good podcast. So yeah. you can download those, listen to them on the airplane, whatever yes. you don't need internet. So Go, go, just go listen to a few of our episodes and share them with friends because that's super important. Okay, before we say goodbye, I always like to ask my guests one last question. We want to leave our listeners inspired. So would you share one thing that inspires you, Maureen? I think I wanted to leave your listeners with this statement. I feel like I've shared all my inspiring stories, but I want to leave you guys with this. It's safe to be seen. It's safe to show up. It's safe to be successful. Wow. That's perfect. I have nothing to add to that because that yes. is just perfectly said. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming. It's been great to have you here. Thank yeah. you for having me. You're welcome. We, we're going to have to have you back um, to hear about your nonprofit as well. I want to do another episode about that because I love to talk about how people are leaving legacies. So we're going to have to have you back on for that one um, to do another discussion. So. I love that. Well, we will, first of all, you can click on the links in the show notes to learn all about Maureen and her podcast and her YouTube channel and her Instagram. So grab those links. We would both love to know how this message inspired you today. If you could just screenshot it, if this message resonated with you, share it on your stories and tag us. That just lets us know that, you know, it was a, a episode that resonated with you. You could also just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
uh, and just give us some feedback because sometimes these conversations, we feel like they're one way, we put them out into the world. So it's just really neat for us that are, you know, do publishing these podcasts to know what's resonating and how um, it's impacting you on your everyday basis. All right, and remember, wherever you are in your life or business today, don't stay stuck, keep going, and be brave. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you were educated, empowered, or inspired, please follow and leave a review and share this episode with a friend. I want to help you get unstuck in life and business so you can build the life of your dreams. The first step on that journey is learning to calm the chaos and make space for what matters. Get my secret weapon for finding time in your busy life to make good things happen. Just click on the link in the show notes and grab my simple strategies to overcome overwhelm and take back your life. And until next time, remember, don't get stuck, keep going, and be brave.